Oh, let's roll then, eh? Yeah, boys, oh. what are you thinking? Oh, how's the little haircut from you, Chenzo? Yeah, not oh, great. I, great. I, didn't, I couldn't tell. I was like, has he got the ears lowered? It's hard oh. to tell with that small head. He's oh, it has got, too. He's almost yeah. got the ears removed. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't, probably wasn't my favourite haircut, but, you know, just go in and ask for the same thing. and Just go in and ask for the, uh, here's my year six photo, thanks. Uh, and me like that. <laughs> The Cats have won the grand final. Alistair Clarkson has already been kicked out of North. Cam Green is hitting bombs. Federer and Nadal hold hands. Ima Yudoka fucks up very badly. US win the Ryder Cup. NBA Media Day happens. Opals are into the quarterfinals. And Ned Brockman still getting after it. Boys, how are we this evening? I think you know how we are, Walt. (laughs) Vin and Kitty are on top of the world on cloud nine. The cats just put on a fucking clinic, a clinic. It was pure weekend. vindication, um, if that's the right word. I don't even know if it is, but it is. It is. <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't even. I mean, yeah, it's good to be premiers, but it just felt like we all, you know, a bit. I'm not. I don't want to say it's underwhelming because I, I was very happy, but you know, the game was not was pretty boring. You know, it's kind of just like a. It was almost like a, um, you know. Rite of passage, or like I can't think of the it's right a, word. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, but it was just passage. like a, a foregone conclusion. Um, Sydney it was a bit just, of a relief, yeah, I yeah, think. it was a relief. Um, but yeah, everyone's saying, telling me how boring the game was. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, I think there's a few good moments. <laughs> well, for a Cats fan, obviously, but the fourth quarter when she was just popping off, and, and Sal would pull down the fucking. Stephen, oh, to, shout out Stephen Motlop with a fucking boon off the side of the foot, and that just got me fucking hard. Um, I mean, that was a that was a moment and a half, and then all the boys, you could tell what was what was taking place after that goal, and what we've obviously seen have taken place today. But head in hands, just you know, celebration, the hugs, um, you know, it was it was just a lovely sight to see. There's nothing better than a grand final that's just already in the books and the other team just gets to just party time it up. And then all of a sudden it's just like, you get a goal, you get a goal, you get a goal. And everyone's just getting in on the act. And when Sal got that last one, one of the more emotional moments in footy in my time. Yeah. The grand finals as of uh, recent years, haven't really lived up to, uh, you know, to Titanic billing only uh, 2018 really was a bit of a classic with, West Coast and Collingwood, but last four years, not too much. Twenty twenty grand final was good, but um, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of blowouts lately. Just cats, clinical as you say, just titans of the game everywhere, just getting flags. I thought you boys were going to win it, um, and I came away with the chocolates uh, bank account a lot heavier, which is remarkable. Um, a lot heavier. We were, I know, we were, we were given, steady favourites. How much did you put on? I got Anya's um, early in the season at about seven dollars. Whacked, uh, whacked a bit on it. So um, whacked a bit on it. Just a cheeky, you know, a couple of grand. <laughs> no, no, proper money. Um, proper money. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, uh, I was also happy with how it went. 
Um, game was over about 16-minute mark in the first. I called it. I don't know. What just kicked seven goals in the first quarter? Fuck, Sydney were insipid. Uh, it was just absolutely clinical. Uh, well, well done to the boys. Uh, best team, best team in the year. What was it? 16 on the trot to end it. Just well done. Yeah, it was certainly one of the most um, dominating seasons um, in, in recent recent memory. And it just like I think it was um, on the Geelong Post. Fifteen years of sustained success, culminating in that moment, um, which I thought was 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 pretty nice. You know, you don't get that with uh, teams like Richmond. They you know they keep it, they stay up there for about five years. But I mean, <laughs> when, when when you've got the sustained success Geelong's had and and just a cheeky thought that I had when the when the you know the medals are being presented, we still got a little bit of young crop coming through that we can just tend to nicely. Sam DeConing is probably you know the next you know don't want to you know put it too out there, but like you know Matthew Scarlett, uh, Steve Silvani, you know you, it's, <laughs> so somewhere along those lines. Who else we got? Stengel's only twenty three and he's a fucking jet. Next um, that, hey, Eddie Betts is on board coaching him. We, I think we just lost Narkel actually, which I was a bit disappointed about. But I think there's a, there's a, there's still a few young, you know, mid to twenty mid twenties guys. I think we're still going to be there about. So still going to have Hawkins going around. Um, we might lose a, a step out of a few, but Chong will be there. Don't worry about that. It should be an interesting next season because often you go into the next season thinking, oh, whoever won the flag, you know, they'll probably win it again. But yeah, being that the Cats are a bit older. You don't automatically think that, even though the Cats will win it again. Um, other people probably don't think so. So it could it could be a, a good season next year. Plenty of things happening in the offseason with, you know, Ruse and Don's looking for a coach and whatever's going to happen with Dugowie and blah, 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 blah. Sydney hopefully can bounce back because they've got a good good squad. They did come in with the limp dick on the weekend, but... Um, no, they'll they'll be back again, I'm sure. What does the AFL do with the off season? Because I went on AFL.com this morning, you know, 8 a.m. or whatever. I just have a bit of a gander of what was being said, and all it was was like trade talk starts at 7 a.m. Mm. Um, stay here live all day, and I was just like, fuck, give the boys a little bit of airtime to celebrate the win, like. What they they won the game at six p.m. on a Saturday, and by Monday they're already just forgotten about. Uh, I, I didn't like it, and it actually culminated twice today that I had that same feeling, because I then looked at about seven o'clock to try to get some ideas for this very pod, and it was like, well, yeah, it was about the trades, and then it was like, you know, Richmond player seen at Port Adelaide, then it was Jack Gunston request to go to Brisbane, mm. and fucking fourth was Selwood retired. Mm. If I can put that shit. Yeah, up it was a bit top. of a it was a bit of a weird announcement with the Selwood one. Like I like when I was someone I was actually in a meeting and someone told me. And um, I'm like, what? And then I looked up the pages and you know, Geelong kind of announced, hadn't announced it, but they'd really only just put up a picture and just said something, you know, they didn't explicitly state that he'd retired. And then I looked on Joel's uh, Instagram, nothing was on there at that point, um, which I think it is now. But um it's only it's I'm just looking now, it's only been posted forty five minutes ago officially on his account. So well, I was like, hey, where's everyone getting this news? Um, there did- was Facebook uh on Facebook it was on live on like channel seven or, or something uh, like yeah. that. There right. are a few few people that were, yeah, Facebook living it. So that's what mm. I was doing because I'm mm. always keyed into what's happening. Um mm. being probably <laughs> the most in depth uh, journalist on this pod. 
ruse and Don's looking for a coach and whatever's going to happen with Dugowie and blah, 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 blah. Do you have this kitty on the uh, bottom of Vinny's screen here as we're potting? Just Vincent Heil, Department of Transport? Indeed. Oh, <laughs> how about it? Jeez, I just, just got the old external. and uh, But Vincent over here gets the DAT. Got to let people know. Exactly, you got to flex at all at all times. <laughs> I love I love people during COVID that were logging in and it was their children's name uh, because of you know the whole te- the whole working at it from home scenario. Ah, yeah. Uh, they were using the Zoom accounts to log in and it was like um you know uh, Archie Walter or something um as their name. You can clearly tell <laughs> that the, the kid's been on it last. I definitely yeah, logged spe- in as my missus to an interview once, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you, you logged in as Delta Goodrum. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Delta was looking. That was the highlight. Very nice. <laughs> Robbie, oh, Robbie, Robbie was on song. Robbie and Delta were probably a highlighter. That was they quite the show. Song. Quite the show. It just shows, you know, you, you pay the big bucks to get those people in, but, you know, they do a fucking better job than fucking G Flip and whoever those other cunts were. Fuck me, Dad. <laughs> how, was it, how was it live, Kitty? Give us a little Yeah, rap, it was good. I was, you know. Wrap up. Perched up in the members, you know, mid-centre of the wing I was. It was probably some of the better seats I've had. It was, it was level four, but it was pretty close to the front. Binoculars um, to see nah, the ground? Nah, you, need- you know, sharp 2020 vision like I have, um, you know, no issues. But it was very central. The only thing I was a bit disappointed about the Robbie um, performance and being, you know, in the sports events industry myself, I know how this goes. There, oh. was, two, there was two of the flamethrowers on the right-hand side not working. And Ooh. it, you know, mm-hmm. a bit of that, bit of that OCD, and you know that side of things. I, the, I noticed those things, and it just, it almost ruined it because you it know I was didn't, to, didn't sit right with you. Yeah, you, I was you trying to video it on the screen. You couldn't see it. No, 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 uh, no fireworks on the screen uh, deterred my experience. Yeah, well, I was trying to videotape <laughs> it um, from where I was, and I'm just like, you know what? Those two flamethrowers not working really, really just spoils the whole symmetry of this performance, and. You know, it, it, it was, you know, other than that, though, it was a, you know, it was a great performance. All the crowd was singing along and everyone loved his little um, obligatory statement about, um, you know, his new song that he must have been some kind of con- contractually obliged to play from the, <laughs> from the, from the record label. But uh, um, and that was pretty funny. But, yeah, no, it was, it was a good pregame show. And it, overall, it was a beautiful day. Um, outside hmm. was packed. Uh, people everywhere the only thing with the members that first time going to a grand final and you know probably my naivety in that um aspect was that i was like the youngest person in there because i've just been made a full member so literally why no is one that, else. Why you, is you only use this only use this podcast to flex that's yeah, all, that's all I, you I know. <laughs> but the thing is like it's, it's surprising because when I normally go in the members, at least there's like visitors and people bringing their kids along on visitor tickets and their girlfriends and whatever and all that kind of shit. But like, you know, it was basically old people and then 30-year-olds um, at, at the game. So, it, and there was lots of neutral supporters. So it wasn't quite the vibe you get when it's, um, you know, a bit more in the thicker things where my brother, on the other hand, was in the Geelong members and uh, had a rare, had a bloody raring all the time, apparently. Yeah, that sounds like pretty rough. Um, viewing experience so what they just serve like 
caviar and uh, shit like that <laughs> in the bar. Or yeah, I mean, we got yeah, to feel sorry David for snuck you. into the members actually, and we got to um, we got to have a few beers um, with Dad, and um, you know that's the, that's that's the benefit of the members. They keep the bars open for two hours. They can't do that in the pleb sections, or else someone was probably getting <laughs> you know sexually harassed or assaulted or some kind of you know in the riffraff out there in the in the in the regular members. So you know, we, oh, you should have seen it. They're looking down in the members. It's just you know. 95% RM Williams on the carpet, I tell you. Mark, you, you would fit right in at the yeah. golf club. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Getting back to the game, though, um, <laughs> fuck, there's been a, a lot of flowers for um, Sal Wood. He's just gone mm. fully goated in the last week. Um, and, yeah, capped off a, a huge career. Obviously, everyone knew that. Heaps of accolades this year. The final flag really just cherry on top interesting to see who takes the um the cats captaincy next year but fuck that's going to be a hard one to follow be like trying to fucking back up the beatles or some shit so not sure where that's going to go but be an interesting turn for yeah tom stewart maybe he's he's late 20s probably got three or four more seasons in him um Tomahawk, I'm not uh, Tomahawk for a couple of seasons. I don't know. What it depends what their strategy is to try and blood someone young that can lead it for like a decade. Or, mm. but the thing is, we don't really have that too many people are around that you know 23 or 24 year old age um, that are probably captain's material right now. Like, mm. you know, Guthrie's old. Zach Guthrie's too young. Um, you know, Collar Jasney's been in and out of the side over the years. Probably not consistent enough. No, nah, um, you'd probably stick with one of those older guys like, yeah, Dangerfield, Hawkins, Stewart. Yeah. I, I'd probably put Stewart up there, I reckon. Duncan looks a bit slow. I reckon he's slowing down a bit. I reckon he could only have potentially one more season in him. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, I won't hear a bad word about Selwood. If if anyone calls him Duckwood, I've assumed you got low IQ and you need help putting your socks on because you're a fucking flog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, free kick, Selwood. <laughs> <laughs> I won't hear a bad word about him. Yeah, well, I did. Um, I did come you know, onto this pod to reflect and to be honest with myself and to say, you know, I guess, guess how I feel about the whole whole situation and what I saw on Saturday and how it's uh, how it may have changed some older feelings that I have about uh, certain certain players. So I'm here to uh, I'm here to voice those opinions now. Uh, so this is a bit of a <laughs> PSA from Walt. Uh, so just give me the runway for a bit, boys. But I've um, wouldn't say I've been a detractor. Um, Cats fans just get very emotional when you talk about Selwood. Um, I've always thought he was clutch. I've always said he seems like a great person to get on the beers with. I potentially haven't agreed with every free kick he's ever got. Um, I just If you get 600 more than anyone else in the game, I think something's going on there. But that's needless to say, those comments from me will no longer be voiced. Um, what I saw on Saturday was emotional. Uh, it made me. <clears throat> I'm already. I'm tearing up. Oh, it made me. It made me want to be a better man. Uh, <laughs> I thought the only thing blemishing from his, uh, and it wasn't. It wasn't a blemish, but I think he was always talked about being, you know, potentially the best captain ever. And then when I would make the point, I'm not sure anyone's ever been called the best captain ever without captaining a grand final. You know, that would be received badly by some people. And I, just, I just thought that was a fact that I thought was strange. So now he, he's done that. He's ticked that off. And you could just see the emotion in the way the players like respond to him. 
Um, what he did for Gary Ablett and his son at the start of the game was amazing. Um, what he did for Sam um, after the game, getting him over the fence and onto the ground and including him in that, the way the Sydney boys talked about him, the way Chris Scott talks about him, just the legacy he leaves, I just think he's a titan of the game, absolute just utter champion that, yeah, you probably – if you're really only saying shit things about him, it's like, well, you're you're really only looking at a very minute aspect of what he's actually brought to the game since two, he got drafted in 2006. Just eats, drinks, pisses, shits, excellence. Has, what, won like 250, 60, 70 games or something. It's just absolutely absurd. Takes over the most wins or most finals played. Resume just stacks up against anyone. And uh, Joel, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. And uh, I love you. <laughs> he, he. Fucking it, hell. Amen to that. It's all just coming to light now. And I think he's, mm. he's gone underappreciated, if anything. And people are now well and truly appreciating just the gravity of what his, his impact has been at Geelong. Because we have been so good for so many years and we have had so many good players come through. There's been one one or two constants the last, you know, 15 years. And yes, we had a very good team before that and he got and he came straight into the a grand final team. I think someone said today he won a grand final in his first season and he's won a grand final in his last season. And they've been like 15 years apart or whatever they whatever they were. But you know, it would, between him and Hawkins especially, like Hawkins I think goes underrated as well. He, you know, what he does with you know with his family and the way he's kind of held himself throughout his career as well. I think it it comes down to you know, a lot of things that go on at Geelong. And, I'm, you know, maybe I've been too harsh on Chris Scott. Maybe maybe the guys do respond really well to him and, and kind of get get around all that. And, you know, I'm not sure who, who the who the front office is, but you rarely see these controversies come out um, that, you know, obviously that are plaguing the, a few other teams at the moment. Um, and whether, you know, they just haven't come out yet, but, uh, you know, it doesn't really seem to happen at Geelong that often. Yeah, it doesn't give that vibe that they've got skeletons out there mm. or anything. Um, mm. Just a good family family club, I think. They've done really well. He's obviously set it up that mm. way, Co- coaching captain. So good on them. One thing I did see that he said in his uh, press conference, which I have not watched. I just saw a snippet of it. Um, but he said, you uh, you don't play footy to make money, and that's why you come to Geelong. You uh, you come here for the experience. And so I will rebut that. Uh, it's shithouse advice for the commercial world. Get your money, <laughs> kings and queens. Fuck that. But maybe for a football club, it works. It uh, clearly has. But uh, yeah, if you're an accountant or something, just just fucking leave the firm, mate. Chase the money. <laughs> yeah, that but was think- that was a pretty good um, quote, and kind of I think the sentiment that a lot of people had had about Geelong and how they managed to rope in all these people and pay them less money than they should is clearly just a fucking good place to work. So yeah. Fucking props to the man for that. Yeah, and that was one thing at the end of the game. I think or on Instagram we put up a post. All the families together, like I think Hawk, um, Selwood, Izzy, um, Isaac Smith, that is. Um, they oh, copied that off Richmond, but, yep. Oh, no, they did. Well, well props <laughs> to Richmond as well, I guess. But, you know, they had all their kids out there. That they, had, they, they had everything, you know, everyone. And the thing with the players, they all seem like – I know that it's probably, you know, it happens on every team, but, you know, they all – truly seem like they, you know, spend time with each other outside of just, you know, rocking up to train and play games with each other, um, which I think can be rare sometimes with, you know, with different kind of, um, you know, factions in the team almost. 
Yeah, yeah. Like as a professional sport, it's like you can really just rock up and do your thing, tell, tell yourself you're a professional and go home. But they, they seem to like have genuine care for each other. And I think that's just sort of what came across on, on Saturday that was so, yeah, inspiring. Mm. Like mm. I don't even say that word in jest. It, pretty much everything I said before, I don't really say in jest. Mm. Like mm. I, I genuinely have felt the last two days, I'm like, fuck, he's actually a king. Like yeah. a, an absolute king. So good on him. Good on the uh, good on the cats. Um, on to more uh, serious questions. How do you feel about a Hawthorne player winning the norm? Yeah, uh, I did. I did. I did like a bit <laughs> of the irony there. But uh, I always say it, he he started playing for us before he even came over when he missed that game winning goal against us. Yeah. So, <laughs> we were at I that th- game. I think was that a qualifying final? Or was that just? Yeah. A, so- yeah, it was. It was when they. I think they ended up getting straight setted that year. I forget when that yeah. was. But yeah, it was. We we were there. Yeah. So that was a classic. But now, nah, I mean, his game was amazing. Um, just He's the been- way he he impacts the game, man, with those meters gain, like. He doesn't, and you know, he does bomb it on the boot a bit, but it, it it seems to always be, you know, some people that I call butchers in the past, and you know, I I had I got to apologise to Dangerfield. I sh- I shat on him too hard a couple of weeks ago because <laughs> both of you do. <laughs> he has turned it on the, especially the last couple of games, and Dangerfield was, I mean, Sydney gave up at half time, but some of his clearances and you know the. It was just a class above their midfield besides that Warner played pretty well. But the rest of them just couldn't – they couldn't hold a fucking candle to him in that game. But anyway, Izzy, yeah, I mean, people laughed at him when we got him. I think Vinny, you shat on him as well, obviously. But, um, <laughs> you know, to, to win a norm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Gunson comes over um, as well. Firstly, who the fuck called him Izzy? And secondly, <laughs> yes, I did shit on him. Mate, um, look at his because... fucking Instagram handle. It's Izzy15 or whatever it is. Yeah, it's whatever like his number is. All right, well, I don't have him on Instagram, and I'm not going to get him on Instagram. Let's <laughs> let's be honest. Um, but yes, I fucking hated him when he played at Hawthorne. Um, but yeah, he's been fucking great for the Cats, and just plays the wing. Just oh, yeah, quintessential wingman. Quintessential. I didn't even know he could play the wing that that well. But yeah, he's fucking good. So yep, no problems with him winning the norm. He's a Cats man now. Cats now. Cats for life. Jeez, it would have been um, yeah. it would have been pretty sentimental if Solwood had to just kicked a couple more goals and uh, managed to snag himself a norm. That would have been that would have been just fucking inspiration overload for Walt. Would have been. Would have been. Would have been. Walt would have started his mindset coaching page the next day. Oh, did, <laughs> did you guys see that um, someone put a sign on the "Welcome to Geelong" um, yeah, sign coming to the city? Welcome to it Joelwood. Was, no, it's, it was Joel Long. Oh, Joel Long. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What it was. Yeah, that was classic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went down to the parade uh, yesterday, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of those getting around. Actually, a fair few people about school holidays. Good on the uh, Geelong community for getting around. But uh, look, oh, quick shout out to Robbie Fox. Well played. Mm. Um, it was uh, probably a very small shining light uh, on the day for for Sydney. Played quite well on uh, Jeremy Cameron. Dangerfield, as you mentioned, uh, got the uh, record for goal assists in a grand final with six, which is just a lot in any fucking game. Six is heaps. Um, Mm. So well done. Won the uh, Gary Ayres Award for best finals player of the series. He was good. Uh, So uh, on to you. Well done. Danger. So I think that was... um, yeah, I mean, there's probably not much to talk about the game, unfortunately, nah. in terms of, but it's just all like legacy stuff, team stuff. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you boys should be happy, should be in for a big sniff again next year. No reason why not. And, uh, yeah, Tigs will be coming for you. 
Yeah, you take Good you take your flowers now as a few few couple of days just to um appreciate it and then yeah, quickly switches back to what's on the agenda for next year and I'm just really looking forward to seeing what shit rule the AFL comes up with this year. Next year. <laughs> yeah, they got a good couple of months uh, to to think of something ridiculous to try to change the game. Um, they'll probably like bring in an age limit or something and then the cats will just mm. have to yeah, get rid of half their team and be decimated. Like honestly, they they change something stupid every year. But uh the uh, the trade period uh, well and truly underway. Dane Zorko signs. Um Alistair Clarkson and uh, and Fagan in very hot water at the moment. Um, not sure if you want to touch on that. Probably not not much to touch on until uh, details come to light. But Jesus, what a start for for Clarko at North. Yeah, well, Technic- when- technically it's not even a start. They've had to push back <laughs> his official start date. Uh, I just feel sorry for the North fans. A bit of hope, and then I mean, I'd, if any of this is true, I can't see how he can continue. Um, so, well, well, Walt was saying that he hadn't didn't see anything wrong with their actions. Walt. <laughs> that wasn't that what Kitty said. I, I no. didn't say it. That was what you were saying. I think we got it on record. If we got it on record, where, where was this? <laughs> oh, by no. the way, I forgot to send through my. I did record myself a couple of things um, on the weekend, so I might send those through for the boys, maybe to add into the edit. Yeah, we can. Uh, we can chuck that in the intro. Uh, yeah. The uh, the lads were getting lit, but it's probably maybe not as lit where you were. It sounded nah, like you I was were, just soaking uh, up the moment as well. You know. Uh, uh, it was a bit hard to kind of, um, you know, it wasn't, it was more just inspirational stuff. But yeah, I mean, the thing with Clarko, yeah, I mean, obviously, if any of it's true, he can't continue. And I, I don't think we were endorsing it at any point, but he has come out and said that not, that he he wholeheartedly, well, not wholeheartedly, but he d- categorically denies everything. Yeah, so, him, and, uh, well, him and Fagan have uh, uh, apparently both lawyered up pretty heavily and, uh, and refuting all claims. So a bit of a strange one. Bit of a strange one. Um, very uh, unfortunate to hear these things are, are still going on. Um, it's been, what, seven years since Adam Goods retired and went through all that crap. And, like, yeah, still uh, still not sure we're all the way there yet. So um, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully details come out and uh, whichever whichever team is right gets there. But, uh, fuck, I'm pretty serious on this pod today. Yeah, hey, we're a, hard hit, we're a hard-hitting j- journalistic trio. <sighs> just giving people analysis. Uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, I thought this was just going to be a grand final pod. I don't think we need to uh, discuss much more. Ned Brockman, still getting around, though. I've been, uh, I hadn't actually seen any of his posts until this week. And his Instagram posts were actually also pretty cool. Sounds like he's mm. really getting after it. Another 102 Ks today. Jesus. No, he hasn't. He hasn't done it. He hasn't done 100 today, has he? I haven't yep. looked up. After doing, after only managing 26 yesterday because he's no, he like literally giving up on himself. Wakes up the next day, bashes out 102. That's what I don't understand. The bloke posted yesterday basically saying he's yeah. on his deathbed and yeah. he's coming out and run a hundy. Nah. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I've what? got a little bit of rest in. I, I can't really sleep though because my body's in agony. Woke up, seized the day. First 20 kil- kilometers were hard, but then it felt good. Get after it. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> he's a beast. What? He's not human. No, it actually is pretty bastard. incredible. There's like if he's aiming for a hundred a day and he gets to a hundred and he's like, I've still got another two more. <laughs> got, got an extra two in the kit. Fucking sick bastard. Oh God. It's a, it's very impressive. So I'm, um, I've been one to, not that I haven't been actively not following it, but like, I just, I don't know, it hasn't been across my radar. So now I'm, uh, now I'm getting along the ride. I think he's like 27 or 26 days in out of 40, something like that. So yeah. 
Craziness. I don't think he's going to get the record. I think the record is 42, and that was his name. But I hit this bloke will finish it if he, he'll fucking die before he finishes uh, before before he doesn't finish. Sorry, but uh, I don't think I don't think the record's out of reach, unfortunately, unless he starts running 120 k's a day, which at this point I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I haven't been actively watch, watching it or following it, and um, it's now actually made me think I haven't been active at all. Just like. I've done 6,000 steps today. That's it. <laughs> Mate, you need to get on it. it, it it's fucking – it gives you inspiration for the day. and or it's Either inspiration or it makes you feel like a piece of shit. One Six, of those. <laughs> just 6,000 steps just from bus stop to bus stop, though. Like, I, I don't even know how you're getting that many. Surely just, just bus everywhere should take you to the exact location you need to go. Pretty much. It does. Yep, 6,000. I don't even know where I got them from. <laughs> Is that because you're setting the bus routes these days? You yeah. set one just from your house to your doorstep at work. Oh, yeah, well, this one's uh, needed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a shit route. It'd be like 250 metres from my house to my work. <laughs> Wait, so you're not still catching the bus, though, are you? No. Ah, <laughs> good, good. <laughs> oh, God. All right, well, uh, I think any uh, any extra thoughts from you lads uh, on sport this week? F1's back this weekend. Um, Alfa Romeo's, they signed the um, Zhao Zhu, whatever his name is. I forgot his name. Um, I they, yeah, they just re-signed him yesterday. Just for a little update out there for all your F1 fans. Um, Singapore night race is going to be interesting. Um, I think it's good timing for us, actually. So I'm, I might get on NBL this weekend. Anyone listening, get, get, the, get to the games. Melbourne United, I can't even remember who we're playing. Um, but, yeah, get there. <laughs> I think it's New Zealand. Uh, Kitty's just just sprucing himself this this pod. Sprucing uh, myself. Don't what? mind it. Spruce, don't mind you it. just spruced your fucking bus stop, so I can spruce my team that I work for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think uh, we'll, uh, yeah, we might actually take a, a couple of weeks off after this this pod, and uh, then probably fire fire up for maybe an NBA NBA preview pod. Indeed, yep. Uh, fantasy and NBA preview, all in one. But it's gonna it's a big year in basketball. For, LeBron's coming for that uh, points record. There's a few players out there that are, you know, I think they're not holding on, but Curry and LeBron are just at that stage where well, yeah. we've been th- we've been thinking of this for like the last five years, but that never seems to happen. They're just at that stage where on the way out. We've got the, you know, your Giannis, your Jokic, Doncic. Who's going to be Matthews. those next guys to really yeah. fucking take over those championships? The, we'll see what happens. I agree, Kat. It is going to be a huge <laughs> year in the basketball. Uh Media day was the other day. Everyone just giving robotic answers as usual. So uh, we we won't be able to uh, give too much until it starts uh, at the end of October. But yeah, the ESP boys probably uh, probably have a couple of weeks off. Why I uh, go gallivant? Uh, uh, why I work hard in the US for uh, for a little bit, oh. and then uh, and then we'll be back ready and roaring. Uh, so so stay tuned and uh, thanks for listening. Just flexes it all around this episode. 